And I'm going to bring in, uh, as people are checking in this morning, be sure and share something you're grateful for and also anything else that you would like to ask because I've got another exciting guest this morning. And I want to tell you about her before I bring her on. Her name is Judy, Jody, rather, my apologies, Urquhart. And uh, her bio states, fed up with living a mediocre life, Jody decided she wanted a memorable one instead. Take that in. A mediocre life to a memorable life. Her unyielding ambition fueled her into the world of stand-up comedy, a place where she learned to roll with the punchlines and turn life's lemons into delicious lemonade. Jody's, Jody's skills are not only limited to being super funny, she is also a motivational speaker and participates in over 100 events a year. Her mission is to is simple, to eagerly empower worn out professionals with humor, hindsight, and hallelujahs. In her spare time, Jody loves to meditate and still perform stand-up comedy, but not at the same time. Jody does not use PowerPoint, just pure engagement, inspiration, and clean catered comedy. Everybody in our Jumpstart world, please welcome to today's Jumpstart, Jody Urquhart. Good morning, Jody. Good to see Hi, you. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. Thrilled well, to be here. Well, thank you for getting up uh, early and doing this. <laughs> Where are you located? So I live in Calgary, Alberta. We're Mountain Standard Time. Oh, you're a couple hours before us, aren't you? We are. Well, so we're all lit up here because it's actually pitch dark outside. Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> well, thank you so much for getting up early and doing this. Oh, I, my pleasure. I lived for 20 years in Kansas City, and that was always oh. a better time to get guests because it's the middle, and now I'm in Florida. So, oh, lucky I you. I wear long pants. Yeah. yeah beautiful. Yep couple of quick connections real quick. Willow says her gratitude is for God. And Linda says Mary McElroy Perry is doing well. That's her sister. Just has to keep going for therapy. I'll do a couple of more. Good morning, everyone. Says Cynthia Barcher. Cynthia, good to have you here. And again, Linda says good morning Hi, to you, Jody. <laughs> so Jody, I've got some a number of questions I want to ask you. Great. I want to just jump in first and ask you because I'm considered a funny speaker as well. Yeah. And one of the downsides of that cuz is that a lot of times people think that all you are is funny or they think mm. that funny means dirty. Do you ever run into those? That's that's why I have a rated G on my website. Do you ever oh, run into any yeah. of those things? Yeah, I do say uh to people right up front I only use uh I only use clean comedy. So I love comedy cuz it's clever. It's a setup and a punchline. So if it really works well, then people relate to the comedy and it's kind of like a juxtaposition in the mind but it's it's always clean like I don't it's always easy to get people to laugh at things like body parts um you know different groups but it's it it's too easy for people to feel um, uncomfortable with the comedy 
I always call comedy the icing on the cake. It's the thing that gets people, uh, gets audiences to stay engaged and pay attention. But really, it's around really good content. And that's what makes, you know, they're there for the content and the learning. But the humor helps them feel good. It builds a good vibe in the room. Yeah, if people are laughing, they're engaged. That, uh, yes. Yakov Shmirnov is a friend of mine, and that's one of the things, because his, his comedy now has gotten a lot more um, lifestyle-based or, or personal development-based. And I'm like, how are you oh. able to bring this message while at the same time getting people to listen to you? He says, if they're, if they're laughing, they're listening. Yeah, so, that's right. Good for you. All right, one other question I have for you, because I'm mentoring other speakers, and you may as well be too. Every speaker thinks that the first thing they got to do is walk on stage and tell a joke. And my perspective, because I want you to comment on mine, is I was funny as a kid. I was always funny. Mm -hmm. And if you're not funny, trying to be funny can be a bit of a struggle. Thoughts on that? Um, I think it would be a lot easier just to have fun and instead of putting pressure on yourself to be funny. Um, being funny or trying to be funny is a goal. So it's something you're trying to achieve in the future. Whereas if you feel like you're having fun in the moment, then it's something you have right now. And the audience is with you right now in front of you. So um, that's the way I look at it. I do, I, I resonate a lot with what you said. I've done years of comedy and for many years, I put loads of pressure on myself to be funny. And <laughs> it, it can be really challenging for uh, for me and for the audience. I mean, they don't want to be put in that kind of pressure, laugh or die, you know? Right. Yeah. So what type of, how would you describe your comedy? Is it observational, situational, uh, personal? How would you, when you're doing shows now, not, not events, speaking events, but when you're doing standup, what is your origin story there? Well, I started in my 20s and I did it because I wanted to be funny. I thought it was a great way to connect with audiences. And I'd say I bombed a lot. I, um, but then I learned the actual humor comes from the conflict. So even bombing, there's a lot of humor in it. Once you can laugh at it, then it's, it's, it's easier. Where does comedy fall into... Um finding our bliss. And I know that is a big topic for you. And I'm, the reason I want to ask you that is that some people consider jokes and comedy to be almost um, replacements for finding bliss in your life. In other words, it, it's like something that you just sit around and take in as opposed to expressing the joy that is your life. What, thoughts on that? Oh, wow. That's really interesting. Yeah. I, I'd go back to the same idea. It's so happiness and bliss is not a goal. It's a feeling. It's something that you ha everyone has inside them. Um, it's not something you have to work for, though. So the minute you feel like you have to work for happiness, and again, whether we're talking fun, humor, love, passion, all of it, all the positive, they're not things you work for, but things that you experience in the moment. So your words were perfect. Instead of experiencing it, the easiest way, the most rewarding way is always just to experience it, it in the here and now. What do you think is meant or what do you mean by the concept of bliss and, and approaching your bliss? Because bliss seems so far above. Most people are like, I just want to not be miserable. <laughs> do you find that people struggle with the concept of that much bliss and joy in their life? 
Yeah, bliss is a present moment. The most important part of it is you find the here and now. So it's like the feeling when you're immersed in what you're doing while you're doing it. What it means is your thoughts, your feelings, and your behaviors all line up together in the present moment. And now you're in bliss. So um, it, it, it is about the here and now, though. So the time would fly by. You'd feel like you're wrapped up in it. A lot of corporation. You work speak with a lot of. I've spoken to a lot of corporations looking at your website. And um, is bliffs a little sort of soft, squishy topic? Do they struggle wrapping their minds around how that's going to help generate bottom line revenue for the company, or do you feel that that is something that people are looking at in these burnout times? That well, I'd say, so I did write the book in the pandemic, so it is, it is newer. Um, I've never felt, I've never had that kind of feedback before. Um, I think the comedy really helps. People like to know they're going to have fun. They, they always, for whatever reason, they always contact me for the right reasons. So um, they want to laugh. They want it to be fun. The, the biggest comment I get is uh, we don't want it to be all work-like. Like we don't want to sit and learn more technique and skills. And so I'm talking about inspiration, which is much deeper than skill. I think inspiration can guide skill instead of the other way around. Uh, and so I just say more about that. I'm not, I'm not quite getting my little brain around that. So inspiration drives skill, not the other way around. How does yeah, that work? And yeah. how, do, how does that play out? Well, if you can line up with what you do before you do it and while you do it. Uh, so you're lining up in the moment with what you're doing. So you feel good about it. You, uh, it's when we get into things like worry and doubt, like, oh, I'm not doing this the best that I can, or people are judging me, or um, I'm not making sense, then all of that is past. And then you're going to project it on the future. Like, oh, what do I need to do differently? So now what's happening is you've got one foot in the past, one foot in the future, and you're missing the here and now. So bliss is always right here and now. So if any way you can let go of that voice in the head and just line up with what you're doing, it's going to be a lot easier and a lot more rewarding. So now the inspiration, which I like to call it, life is happening through you, not to you. So it's not about what happens around you, but that you have life flowing through you. And that life, you know, I don't think we're meant to react to stress in life. We're meant to replenish through our bliss moment by moment. Ooh, so, say that again. We are not yeah. supposed to react to life. We are supposed to replenish through our bliss moment to moment. Is yeah. That right? Yeah, that's how right. So, how so? I love the concept. And that it's simply being present. Is it a mindfulness idea in your opinion? So it is. And I would say it less as a concept and more as a feeling. So that's why they're feel-good habits. Um, habits are normally things you do. But these are habits that have nothing to do with doing stuff. It has to do with the way you think, feel. And then the action comes along. But the action, by the way, is the last thing you do. So before you end up doing something, you think about it, you feel it, and then you do it. By the time you do it, it's already done. So what we end up doing is reacting to life, things that have already happened, instead of feeling life as it happens. Now that's the thought and the feeling part. So there's a lot more excitement in life. The bliss happens before the action. I see it. Interesting. So 
Before we get into some of the feel-good habits, and I also want to talk to you about the concept of a hustle hangover, but I want to ask you first, what keeps us from being blissful in the moment? What is it that keeps us living in the past and the present, in your opinion, and what can we do about it? Yeah, it's that, um, it's how we end up taking ourselves out of the now to think about the past and the future. So I just like to remind people, you can only ever do anything in the now, like you can't go into the past and change it. And you also can't go into the future. You can only ever do something now. You can only ever think of something now. And um, you can only ever be here now, right? You can't even learn in the past or the future. You only do it now. So your only real moment that matters is here and now. And so, I mean, I do it through a lot of meditation and I've found that comedy is also helpful because when you laugh, you feel good. And so bliss is a good feeling. So I just like to keep it really simple. It's less about doing and more about feeling. When you feel good in the here and now, you've got it. You're there, right? The time is flying by, like when you do comedy or when you're listening to comedy and you're, you get in, into like a momentum where you're laughing a lot and you're enjoying. And then when things happen that go wrong, like imagine yourself in a stand-up comedy routine that you're laughing a lot and having a great time. And then you get an email and it's bad news, but you sort of go, you know what? I'm having a good time. Like it just does, it doesn't throw you off because you build momentum through the positivity that comes from it. So I just focus a lot less on the negative part of it and focus more on the positive part of it. And I put it in the present moment. And that's the important part. So it's not repressing it. It's not saying, oh, I never feel bad, but it's accepting those feelings in the present moment. I and love take that. it lightly, take it lightly. Like it, anytime you analyze it, it's going to take you into the past and the future. That's what mm. real thought is, right? Anytime you think about anything, like some people are right now analyzing what I'm saying, I would say, feel it. Because if you feel good in the moment, you're there. Whereas if you're trying to feel good, like I say, don't fake it, feel it. When, mm. when you feel good now, it's happening in you right now. It's I not a fake. It. I get it. I, I, I forget who said it, but I heard someone say that um, basically the, the feelings drive the emotions or, or the, the thoughts drive the feelings, the feelings drive the action. So what I'm hearing you is that that thought of focusing on the present as opposed to what's coming or what's past is what drives us to take action, to create a better life. But more importantly, rather than to create, I'm trying to guess and paraphrase what you would say. Yeah, yeah. Rather than, rather than trying to have what we want, make a million dollars, et cetera, et cetera, and then feel happy, you're saying reverse the process and feel happy. Find yeah. things that choose that make you feel happy, and then it'll be easier. Am I getting it right? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things about so I'm a very ambitious person, <clears throat> and so one of the things about ambition is you're you're always trying to improve your future, which is a good thing, but it means you have a hard time living life right now and appreciating it. Like I always want to be better. I always want it better for everybody else. So it, it's like what I have now isn't isn't really quite good good enough. So, but you could be reminded that what you have, what you want, you have, because everybody wants quality of life. And most people have that. Um, one day you wanted your spouse and now you have him or her. 
One day you wanted the house you're in, now you have it. When did, so we have a lot to appreciate and it's not a goal though. So that you need to sit around and think appreciative thoughts about what you own and owe and, uh, you know, put it on a spreadsheet. It's not analytical, but it's a feeling. It's like just appreciating in the present moment what you have. The wonderful family, the caring, the compassion. They don't have to prove it to you like a goal, but in the present moment you feel it. Like I have really great, I have a great son. I have a great fiance beautiful home like you said you're grateful for your friend who made you dinner like it's the small things in the moment so then you can get to um and i'm not saying i'm there all the time but that you can get to points where you'll notice where you're falling back into appreciation there is no goal there you're not trying to appreciate people and you're not needing them to appreciate you back, but you're just falling back into the feeling in the moment of appreciating your life. So doesn't that sound rewarding? Being in yourself, in life, experiencing as it, as it happens, instead of thinking, well, I need to appreciate my life and I need to be more um, fun and I need to be, you know, making it a goal. I need to be happy in the future. So I need to do all this work and hustle to get there. Instead, what if we just go there now, like be here now in happiness, because that's what would be there as bliss in the present moment. If you removed all stress, all the, oh, I need to do this so that I can get this, you would be here now. There would be nothing left that you would, you would just be here. I get it. That's awesome. Let me reintroduce you. This is Jody Urquhart, her uh, web address or URL is I do inspire.com. I do inspire.com, right? Yes, that's right. All right. So tell us what a hustle hangover is and how we can avoid one. Yeah, the hangover. Well, so the original use of the word hangover came from um, workloads hanging over your head from one day to the next. So it really means you're thinking about your work yesterday and you're projecting fear into the future. So a hangover, it's not just about work, but it's about any time you take your attention off the now, like what's happening in this moment, and your mind goes into the past. Oh, I need to call that person. Oh, that, that guy must be mad he hasn't called me back. Oh, the economy is really bad right now. Um, that's the past. And then anytime you take that worry and doubt and you go into the future, Oh, this is terrible. What's going to happen next year? I'll never get this done unless I get this done. Now you're in the future. You've missed the present moment. You're not here. So the hangover is anytime your thought hangs over into the past or the future. Now, usually the reason we do that is we attach our happiness um, and any positive emotion, but really they're all linked to happiness. Um, we attach it to external circumstances working out for us. So I'll be happy. Here's the hangover. I'll be happy when my spouse is happy. I'll be happy when my job changes. I'll be happy when I get my promotion. So now you've attached happiness, a feeling in you in the present moment, to an external circumstance, changing and working out for you. So now, so the hangover causes you to hustle. What it means is we use reward and punishment to try to control external environment or people so that we can feel happy. Uh, uh, 
external control of ourselves, of others, both. How do you, how is that playing out? It's playing out in your, you're attaching your happiness to an external person or changing the environment around you. So that's awesome. I, I love that idea. And I love the concept that work, the hangover was originally a work concept that it was hanging over you as opposed to a cloud of a haze of alcohol hanging over you the next morning. Right. All right. Before before we get into, I'm going to throw you a little bit of a curveball. Before we get into some of the feel good habits, what are some feel bad habits in your opinion? What are things that people oh. do uh, just as a matter of course that they don't realize that they could tweak and make themselves feel more bliss and happy? Hmm. Well, anytime your mind starts thinking about the past or the future, so you worry. Usually the way it works is, I mean, I could start worrying right now or probably not right now because I'm talking, but um, about something. Yeah, I think I'll stay here with you. <laughs> it's a lot more fun. Um, I could worry about something that's going to happen tomorrow or later on today, or I could just deal with it in the present moment, right? Line up with what I'm doing while I'm doing it. Um, so I, I actually came into this because I took a personal development course to learn to be happy and it was about seven days. This was in my thirties a long time ago, but, um, seven days in the first five days, we talked about negative emotion and all these patterns like we're talking about here. And then the, the, by the, by the first five days, I mean, there were people who were so angry. We were fighting with each other for five days. We kept talking about at a happiness course. Absolutely. Everyone take that in. They were fighting with each other at a happiness course. Yeah. You struggle to get along with people. Think about that. So what happened? What, what happened? Yeah. The last two days they flipped into happiness. Like we started now, all we did is share happy things, you know, and by the way, there was not a lot to say. Like the thing about happiness is it's not gritty. It's it, it flows like it, uh, Stress is gritty. You remember it and you think about it. You know, I can always tell stories about how I've been wronged. But when you're talking about all the great stuff, it's like it just is, right? So, but mm. we started talking about positive stuff and people were like, oh, we started smiling and laughing and we got to know each other better. I know that some, uh, there, a couple actually got married after that. So the five days of talking about all our conflict and then the two days of talking about bliss and happiness and what we appreciate i mean we went straight to bliss and i'm like why wouldn't i just do that (laughs) (laughs) because i'll skip all the conflict without ignoring it or denying it or repressing it but and just let's let's go to the happy stuff right well let's go to the happy stuff give me today is wednesday if you're watching live april the 13th approximately 8 25 eastern time what are some happy things what are some feel good things we can begin to do today to cultivate as feel good habits okay so i will um remind people that happiness and feeling good is the easy part so if ever it feels hard then it means you're focusing on the the wrong direction so it means you're caught up in stress, worry, or doubt. So the feel-good habits are simple. It doesn't matter what you do. It matters how you feel about what you do. Nobody's going to remember what you say or what you do, but they'll always remember how you make them feel. So it's about the feeling, and it's about the present moment. So I'll just go through a few. They're pretty simple. I'm just going to say them, 
And then as I say them, don't think about or analyze them, but feel them in the moment. All right, everybody, take these in. All right, here we go. So don't focus on problems, focus on solutions. Focus on, actually, I'm going to say it differently because I always like to start with the positive. So let me say that again. Focus on solutions. Don't focus on problems. Um, Focus on where you're headed, what you want, not on what you don't want and where you're at. Um, Believe in other people. Believe in them. Don't worry about them. I find These laughter. are all very good, by the way. And um, focusing on what we want as opposed to what we don't want, um, that is so powerful. Yeah. Um, one of the things when I speak is I talk to corporations about focusing beyond the problem. What's it going to be when it no longer yes. exists? Yes. Yes. So, however, as, as individuals, we have a negativity bias. And so what we do oftentimes is we sit there and we a meeting is all about, here's a problem. Let's talk about possible mm-hmm. solutions as opposed mm-hmm. to start the prop, start the meeting with what's it like when it no longer exists in our life. Why do you think we gravitate towards the not focusing on what we want, but focusing on what we fear? Thoughts on that? Well, I actually think it's how we evolve. So the only way that we will be able to move, do anything differently is through conflict or through problems. So you wouldn't even know you needed a solution unless you saw the problem. You'd have to, it has to go wrong so that you know what's right. That's an important comment right there. When things go wrong, that's when we discover what is right. So we have to experience that. And? Well, we experience it, yes, but we have to, it's literally how we visually see it. We wouldn't, I mean, some people are great and visual, and I'm going to guess you are for sure. Um, Will, I mean, uh, but for most people, you just won't even know you need a solution unless it shows up as a problem. So, but then what people will do is we'll focus more on the problem and we forget the whole reason the problem showed up is to help us evolve. So if we had all perfect lives and everyone did everything we wanted all the time, we would never evolve. Like, why would I change? I mean, you're a speaker. You do probably similar to what I do. I know I use the same jokes, the same content that I have for 20 years. That's stuff that if they're paying me a lot of money, I'm going to pull out of my back pocket because I know it works. But I also know if something goes wrong in an event, I'm going to scramble to fix whatever it is for the next event, right? And that's where I'll evolve. We, we evolve when, when those tough emotions are there to make us go, I hate this. I want something different. So you need to be sad so that you know that you want hope. You need to feel, you need to have bad health so that you know that you are going to, you want good health. Like you won't even know what it is. You won't even know you have the bad health unless the body starts aching and showing you that. Now you go, oh, I want good health. But then what we could do is spend like 20 years looking at solutions to to bad health instead of reimagining good health, right? So when I say believe, have hope, those are, um, the thing about them is you can't see them. These are feelings. So you're believing in something you can't see. You can see bad health. You can't see the good health. Well, actually, it is there too. 
you wouldn't be alive if you were somewhat healthy. Um, so believe in that part, right? You know, it's funny that you bring that up because just recently as a speaker, and, and I realize we're about to run out of time, but um, I have had two events back to back where I had problems that I have never experienced before. And I've been doing this 15 years, hundreds oh. of speeches. And I had a table of drunks at a party one night uh, oh, at an wow. event that just would not be quiet and, and kept literally intentionally hogging the attention from the room. And then I had such AV problems at the next event. And so I, after that, I, instead of getting upset, I sat down with my business manager, who's also my daughter, and we came up with a, word, a phrase, and that was, whom should I speak to if I can no longer continue? And oh, wow. that, as part of my AV, I'm going to ask, whom should, I, whom should I speak to if I can no longer continue? Because in both cases, the person who hired me had to leave the room on an emergency. And so I was in there all by myself. So oh, wow. you're right. You're absolutely right. That's how we learn to what to improve. We, we, we have to mess it up sometimes. Let me real quick invite you. This is your opportunity to like, comment, and share whatever medium you are watching or listening to us on whenever you are listening. And I love the fact that we've recorded almost 900 of these jump starts and people go back and binge watch them. And I so much appreciate that. Now you've got a PDF that people can receive from you. 100 Feel Good Habits. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. How do we make that happen? How do we send them your way to get that PDF? I think it just send me an email if they want or what's that's the, the best thing. Yep. Okay. Here's the thing. What's your email address? Jody at, I can actually put it in the chat box here. I was doing it, but that's fine. Oh, okay. Jody at uh -huh. I do inspire.com. I do inspire.com. Now, how do they go about? So email Jody, I'm going to put it in here because yeah. people will be watching this later on. Email Jody at IDoInspire.com. You want to ask for her 100 Feel Good Habits PDF. That's 100 Feel Good Habits PDF. Jody, did, were you able to think of a song? Well, there's a song that's been playing in my head for a while. And it's that one by Alicia Keys, New York. Mm. Concrete jungle that we were made of. Do do hey. The name of the song is New York. New York. I believe by it is. By Alicia, Alicia Keys. Keys. Awesome. Yeah. I don't know how to spell Keys. Is it like Keys as in Key Largo? K-E-Y-S? E-S. E-S. That's yeah. where I was confused. Y-E-S. Like, yeah. I'm pretty like sure. Ken Keys, who wrote the handbook to higher consciousness. That's how he spelled his name. Uh, well, Jody, thank you so much. And thank you for getting up so early. Thank <laughs> getting, you. It's, it's getting all here. Yeah, getting all made up and looking so great and being here with us. Thank you so much. And by the way, I know that a number of my uh, previous speaking clients watch these on a daily basis. And so I invite you to please check out Jody. I'm sure she would be a big hit. Not as good as me. Really great. <laughs> right, 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 right. All right. So um, I always like to ask, where are you headed next? Do you have a speaking gig coming up anywhere? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to go to West Virginia and then after that to Oklahoma. Oh, good for also. you. Wonderful. Yeah. 
I'm in uh, next week I, or week after next. I'm in uh, DC and Dallas within two oh, days. I'm doing back. Very nice. Back. So, nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, everybody, thank you so much. And do check out Jody at I do inspire.com. That is I do inspire.com. And remember to laugh as you go through today. <laughs> Thanks, Jody. Thanks, Will. Thanks, Take everyone. good care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. No more, no more complaining people. Their lives are changing. We're flying high, creating a complaint-free world. No more, no more complaining people. Their lives are changing. We're flying high, creating. Plain free world, no.